Want to know why? Ask how. Howard, the humongous. There's a critical date coming up on November, in November, on November 5th. That's when Saudi Arabia and the United States are due to put the squeeze on Iran. Says one Saudi newspaper, any company that does business with Iran, buying oil, financing projects, or investing in the country, will be prohibited from doing business in the United States, including clearing transactions in dollars. Now, what does this upcoming sanction squeeze have to do with the murder of Jamal Khashoggi? Everything. When it comes to the Khashoggi murder, all may not be as it seems. The Saudi royal family has issued a statement saying that Khashoggi died in a wrestling match in the Saudi consulate in the Turkish city of Istanbul. Explains the Saudi statement, Khashoggi entered the consulate and had some sort of conversation that, quote, developed in a negative way and led to a fight and a quarrel, close quote. The Saudi government has arrested 18 Saudis and has fired two high-ranking figures, Major General Ahmed al-Asiri, who was in charge of the Yemeni war, and Royal Court consultant Saud al-Qatani. But were the Saudis simply copping to a plea? Were they making a false confession to get out of their bind with world opinion, and to allow them to continue working with Donald Trump and the United States. Remember, we've also been told that on the orders of a high-level Saudi intelligence officer, close to the Crown Prince, 15 Saudi hitmen boarded a plane in Saudi Arabia, flew to Istanbul, Turkey, and laid in wait at the Saudi embassy to ambush Khashoggi when he came in to do the paperwork necessary to marry his girlfriend, who happens to be Turkish. Among those 15 ambushers, we are told, was a forensic surgeon with a saw made to cut through bone. The saw you needed if you intended to cut, to cut off Khashoggi's fingers, one by one, while he was still alive, then to behead and dismember him. To understand the Khashoggi case, you have to know who Jamal Khashoggi is or was. Khashoggi was a journalist who was once close to the new young ruler of Saudi Arabia, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, and who went to high school with, get this, Osama bin Laden. Khashoggi was a racist. He was anti-Semitic, and he wanted to see Israel exterminated. Now, that point of view can make you very popular in Saudi Arabia. In fact, Khashoggi was so trusted by the Saudi royal family that he was allowed to edit two major Saudi newspapers, Al-Watan, and the Arab Times. But Khashoggi made a mistake. In 2016, he criticized Donald Trump. He said that Trump's attempt at a closer relationship with Russia would backfire. It would bring Trump closer to Saudi Arabia's archenemy, Iran. Iran happens to be a Russian ally. And the odds are very good that Khashoggi was absolutely right. No matter how valid his point of view, Khashoggi's analysis was regarded as a dump on Trump. But Trump and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, are tight with the Saudi royals. As Trump has explained many times, in the days before he was president, he made tens of millions and possibly hundreds of millions selling luxury apartments to the Saudis. Saudi Arabia was the first foreign nation Trump visited when he became president. 
and Kushner had formed a buddy-buddy relationship with Saudi Arabia's new absolute ruler, the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. Khashoggi's criticism of the American president displeased the crown prince. So in Saudi Arabia, Khashoggi was banned from print and media, totally shut down and shut out. In response, Khashoggi took refuge in the United States and became a regular contributor to the Washington Post, which didn't seem disturbed by his racist point of views. But Khashoggi's tie with the Washington Post may have been his undoing. It may have made him a useful tool for the Turks. We are told that Jamal Khashoggi walked into the Saudi embassy October 2nd and never walked out. Supposedly, he was tortured, interrogated, killed, and cut up in pieces with a bone saw, all in the Saudi embassy building in Istanbul. And at least four of the killers, we are told, were close to Prince Mohammed bin Salman. But where does all of this information, with all of its riches and gory details, come from? Not from American intelligence sources. It comes from the Turkish government, the government of Turkey's dictator-in-chief, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. And where do Erdogan's loyalties lie? Not with the United States or the Western Alliance. On paper, Turkey is a NATO member. That technically makes Turkey an American ally. But Turkish President Erdogan is no ally. Erdogan has turned his back on the NATO nations. Instead, he has formed a tripartite alliance with, guess who? Russia and Iran. The head of this tripartite alliance, the alliance of Russia, Iran, and Turkey, is Vladimir Putin. And what is Vladimir Putin's primary international goal? To divide and conquer the Western alliance, to isolate the United States, and to strip America of its allies. Saudi Arabia has been a close U.S. ally since 1933. So how do you manage to separate Saudi Arabia from the United States? You kidnap and kill a Washington Post writer, then you blame it on the Saudis. And you encourage Americans to react with outrage at this crime against freedom of the press. But would Turkey ever try to pull off a deception like this? Recep Tayyip Erdogan has a history of deceptions. Roughly two years ago, he aimed to get a parliamentary uh, majority that would approve a new constitution making him dictator for life. But he fell short of the majority he needed. So he pretended that the Kurds had attacked the Turks and in a phony retaliation he attacked Kurdish villages, men, women, and children, viciously. That allowed him to toss the Kurdish Peace Party out of the parliament and to increase the proportion of his followers in the Legislative Assembly. But that was not enough to give the Turkish leader the power he craved. In July 2016, there was a coup to unseat him. He took advantage of his emergency powers to toss over 100,000 people out of work, 100,000 people who opposed him, didn't support him, and to jail tens of thousands more. But who actually perpetrated that coup? I suspect it was Erdogan himself. How could Recep Tayyip Erdogan's dark ops forces have created the impression of a murder that would separate the Saudis and the Americans? Focus on a Saudi writer for the Washington Post. That's step one. Get pictures of that writer walking into the Saudi embassy. Step two. Then capture that Saudi writer when he walks out. 
take him to a private location. Once you have him in an unidentifiable room, have men speaking Arabic interrogate and torture him. You have lots of Arabic speakers in your intelligence agencies. Record the audio of the whole thing. Give the Western press the video of Khashoggi walking into the Saudi embassy. Don't give them the video of him walking out. Tell gullible reporters that, in fact, Khashoggi never walked out alive. Then leak the information that you have recordings of Khashoggi being tortured and killed. Claim those tapes were made inside the Saudi embassy. Rely on the fact that we don't see what's in front of us. We see what we are told is in front of us. Tell us the tapes are from the Saudi embassy, and we will believe you. Add that the tapes came from your surveillance cameras in the Saudi embassy and from Khashoggi's own Apple Watch. Bust up the Saudi-American alliance just before America and Saudi Arabia are scheduled to lock your ally, Iran, into new sanctions on November 5th. Then hand the rift you create between Saudi Arabia and the USA to Vladimir Putin and to the Iranians as a present. Remember, the Iranians love deceptions like this. They're the ones who convinced our White House that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. So they must be delighted in the way that the Turkish sham has worked. But like the Iraqi war that came from Iran's lie about weapons of mass destruction, Khashoggi's death has global implications. Russia has been competing to take control of the Middle East to be the dominant persuasive power away from America. It has made major strides by joining the Iranian side in the civil war in Syria. That's the side of Iran's ally, Syrian dictator Bashir Assad. And with the Khashoggi scam, the Turks may just have amputated America's last handhold on Middle Eastern power. The Khashoggi case has forced Donald Trump to distance himself from the Saudi royal family, which means that the Turks may have given Vladimir Putin the fuel to say on October 19th, quote, a country can get the sense from impunity that you can do anything. This is the result of the monopoly from a unipolar world. Luckily, this monopoly is disappearing. It's almost done, close quote. In other words, Putin says, America is toast. And Putin may owe that browning and crisping of America to the expert fakery of the Turks and to the death of Jamal Khashoggi. This is Howard Demungus speaking from, to you from the future. It's your job and my job to make. Or, <laughs> well, I don't know why, ask how. And now for the insidious, slimy, sleazy, impossible to find, tiny little off button.